Bush and Ritchie here with uh, another Hometime Show podcast. Uh, as previously mentioned, uh, I'm going to bring this up again right now, but I want a straight answer. Have you at any point today, be honest with me, have you at any point today thought, Koi stinks? No, do you know what? I haven't. But I've not been in the vicinity of you to know one way or the other. Uh, this is the 24 hours that I'm currently without hot water and central heating. I've not showered today. You've got... I don't know what you smell like, because like I say, not being close enough, but you've got a look, and I don't mean this in a bad way, you've got a look of the, someone who might say, if you're at the tip, are you going to throw that away? <laughs> there's, a, there's a mucky sheen. There is me. a mucky, there's a mechanic style mucky sheen about you. I'm paranoid, I'm aware about it, I've tried to take countermeasures, I've mouthwashed more than I normally would today. We went out for beers last night, which makes it even more like yes. you're sleeping maybe in the car. And also, I got home from beers last night, and Rocco was poorly, so he was in the marital bed. So I have, I've not even been in my own bed. I was in my teenage son's bed last night. So, like, really, everything is stacked against my personal hygiene right now. Have a little listen to this show. You're about to hear us talk about a thing called Lawnmower Simulator. It sounds like Richie's living marital breakup simulator. <laughs> Uh, I saw a fantastic tweet from a hometime listener a bit earlier on today. Uh, she was doing something amazing with a spreadsheet. And I like this because spreadsheets, you normally think work, don't you? Work stuff. Mm. You have to sit at a uh, word processor. Is that even still a thing? Sit at your computer and uh, type stuff into a spreadsheet for work. However, sometimes you can use spreadsheets for stuff that you love as well. Well, let's let her explain. We've got her on the line and we're going to say hi to Adele. Uh, tell us what you're up to with a spreadsheet right now. Uh, yes, yeah, so we've been looking forward to loads of gigs Um obviously since before the pandemic and um, sadly everything started to get um, cancelled and rearranged and we used to have a simple system which was just a folder with some tickets in it and then we started to lose a bit of track as to what was happening when so decided we needed a spreadsheet so that we could uh, find out what was happening whether we had a ticket for it whether we'd even bought it in the first place whether it was e-ticket... <laughs> so, well, we're, just, we're looking at the photo, which if you follow us on Twitter, at Absolute Radio, we'll retweet a photo of Adele's fantastic uh, gig spreadsheet that you've got. And, it, and it, I think it kind of sums up the excitement people have got about going back to gigs again. Can you talk us through the colour coding, though? Because we've got Mark Morris in purple from the Blue Tones. Uh, yep. And then you've got some bands on in red. Uh, Shed Seven yep. are in red. Shine On Weekender is in green. And a star-shaped uh, Oasis Night is in yellow. What's the colour coding? Right, so the pink one was a virtual gig, so that one was a Zoom one. Right. The uh, red is gigs that we want to go to but haven't bought tickets yet, although Shed 7 has now changed because we bought those this morning. Right. Uh, Orange is that we've bought them but the tickets are not sent to us yet. And green is we've bought them and we have the tickets and it's all go. This is brilliant. I mean, you are you are using the traffic light system of colouring there uh, in yes, a very textbook are. fashion. <laughs> I think it's really really good. Well spotted. Fantastic. Well, uh, long may it continue. Keep adding those gigs into the spreadsheet. And what was the first one that you got coming up then? That you can finally tick one off. Uh, we're going to see Tom Hingley um, at Firebug in Leicester, which is a social distant gig. So that's going to be the first one back. It's a nice slow one to get us in. Um, and then building up to um, hopefully bigger venues and more people. And what's the next available window? Twenty twenty four, I think. <laughs> <laughs> So this is pure genius. We want to hear from you tonight on Home Time. If you've put anything, whatever it is, 
It might be significant, might be insignificant. If you put it into a spreadsheet, we want to hear about it. Get in touch now. You can text eight twelve fifteen or tweet at Absolute Radio. I love a spreadsheet. Uh, I have a spreadsheet at home myself for my current save of football manager. Lovely. Uh, where uh, the team I'm managing, of course, is Arsenal. Doing a better job, thanks very much. Um, I've got various different teams from the first eleven down through my reserves, down through my under twenty threes, down through my under eighteens that I've got like as it. a separate. Are they on tabs? Different tabs? They're on tabs, Love yeah. That. So I can see how they're going to progress through the game if the game doesn't sack me. So I've got that. Somebody has sent me this. A bloke called Gareth. This is an absolutely incredible story. I'm all over this. It's an amazing idea. For the last six years, says I've kept a spreadsheet listing every parking spot I've used at my local supermarket in Bromley in a bid to park in the mall. Right. And this week I've finally completed the car park. Six hundred and fifty car parking spaces. Undercurrent of psychopath, but I love their application. It's brilliant. I mean, there's no point to it, but it's taken six years to park in every spot in the car park, and the reason they know they've done it is by keeping a spreadsheet. This is the amazing thing. This is why it's so good. It's almost reclaiming the spreadsheet away from the grasp of work. Yes. And reclaiming it for fun. Craig says uh, he's been logging all the Scottish Munros he's climbed so far. I don't know what a Scottish Munro is. There used to be a nightclub called Munros when I was at university. I'm hoping it's a hill of some sort. Surely is. A wee Monroe. Uh, that was said very posh. <laughs> we won, <laughs> um, Claire says, planned our wedding and budget on a spreadsheet. Uh, now, organising our first baby on a spreadsheet. There you exciting. go. The evolution of spreadsheets. Ben says, I've spent way too many hours at the weekend planning the exact layout of our brand new patio via the magic of a spreadsheet oh. as well. It's all like colour coded. Yes. It's an amazing thing. I've got Sean on the line. Sean, what do you do with your spreadsheet? Me and the wife were on a Caribbean cruise. Well, we're going on a, we went on a Caribbean cruise and... Uh, you could either pay for your drinks as you went, or you could um, do a drinks package. I think it's like £39 each a day. Right. So um, I was, we thought, I was, you know, I like, I like a nice drink, like a cider or a wine. So I, I don't know, just, you know, done the drinks package, sat on the deck first couple of days, and I thought, well, I don't know how much am I, you know, am I getting my money's worth? So I, um, <laughs> I sat on my phone, a bit bored, and I'd done a spreadsheet, and I put all the drinks I was having, John Smith's, cocktails, wines, and, and I've just done day one, day two, and then just really to see when I got to my 800 or whatever the money, I think it was 800 and some odd pound. So then I knew from, from day nine onwards, everything was free. So. Fantastic. So you've got this, <laughs> you've got this target <laughs> day during the course of your holiday where from that point on, it's clear skies for you. Everything's free. Oh, it, job done. It wasn't. Being a Cornishman, I was thinking, yeah, you know, happy days. And how many days was the cruise? That was 14. Whoa. Oh, that's a good return. <laughs> well so, done. Because it's a good point. I mean, I mean like, pe- some, some days, I mean, like one day we only spent, I mean, an equivalent of 65 quid. But other days we were we were banging sort of 130 pounds. And it, it's soft things as well. You've got coffees, you've got lemonades, you've got, you know, but, you know, you could have a G&T at half ten in the morning, you know, you and want, then you're not going to worry about this it. This is why they haven't done a British series of Below Deck. Because people <laughs> like him with his flipping spreadsheet. Fantastic. Do you know what? And also, right now, like, cruise companies having a bit of a rough time, obviously, because you just can't cruise at the moment. They're hearing you and they're thinking, stop, stop, when we come back, we need <laughs> yeah. to make money here. Yeah. Uh, little, little tip there, you know, if you're going on a, on a cruise, you get a spreadsheet. You can be a good spreadsheet. Do you know what, just, just to take it one stage further, it's interesting whether you get any money's worth on this thing. Can we apply your logic to, say, an eat-or-you-can Chinese buffet? Because how do you know whether you're getting your money's worth again? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm a, again, I'm a Cornishman, so I make sure I do, because I go <laughs> three or four times. <laughs> got to, you got, you got to get your money's worth. I'd, I'd, I'd even go home I and mean, you just feel sick, you've had too much. But then I know I've spent my, uh, my money wisely. 
Good lad. Well, listen, uh, Sean, lovely to speak to you. Have a good Tuesday night. Love the show, mate. A spreadsheet isn't just for work, it's for life. That's that famous saying. I remember that phrase, yeah. I think <laughs> we got it on the fridge. We've been exploring some of the greatest spreadsheets that you, the home-time listeners, have been keeping uh, for the first 50 minutes of the show. Natalie, tell us about yours. What it is at the moment is um, my son's due to go to university and because there's no open days, all you can do is just go up and have a look about, really, and have a look through windows. So because we couldn't see the courses and stuff, I've started to set this one up and... It's sort of got mum's things on it, like safety and all this sort of stuff. But I've also tried to be a bit fair and I've put on nearest to bars and clubs, nearest to the town, nearest to the station. Sort of marks between one and five, because there's five you've got to choose from. Wow. And what, what's kind of coming out uh, doing higher in the list at the moment than university-wise, based on your criteria? UEA at the moment is the University of East Anglia. Nice. <laughs> He doesn't even know I've done it yet, and I think if he, if he doesn't know what he's going to do, I'm going to present it to him in about two weeks' time. <laughs> uh, if any home-time listeners know what a night out in Norwich is like, I think it is um, our duty to find out for your son. I think it is. It, it, at the moment, it's between there and Birmingham, and I think Birmingham socially is, is definitely winning. Love that. Well, listen, you know, if you cats are listening to this and they want to use Natalie's uh, university lifestyle enjoyment database, get involved. We'll hook you up. Got time for one last spreadsheet story from David, who's on the line. David, what did you do? Yeah, I decided in work, which is always a bit boring going in, that um, I would park in every single car parking space and then take a photo of my car every day that I was in just to prove that I'd been in there. So how many parking spaces have you got in your workplace and what's your line of work? Well, there was 134. They've got rid of some now. Um, my line of work is I'm a VAT accountant analyst for an aviation company. Of course of you course. are. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you can see where the, you can see where the, the, the anal retention sort of bit comes from, really. <laughs> Brilliant. And you parked in every single one of these spaces and you took it one stage further then. You've actually got a photo of your car in each of these spaces. I have, yes. And, and to make it even more difficult, if I only did half a day or got in late, that didn't count. It had to be there for the entire day. You're making life harder for yourself with that rule, David. I know, I was, I was yeah. And there, and there were some people as well that um, like one of the women in the prison department always gets in at about quarter past seven in the morning and always parks in the same spot. So I get in before she did in order wow. to pinch her spot and she was not happy with it. Amazing. <laughs> and was there one spot in particular out of the 130-odd that you preferred the most? Yeah, I think it's the one that right up in the top part of the car park. There's like a high wall. It was just, uh, just one up there for some reason. I think it's because... It, that was always the one that attracted the most sun, and I always thought the car looked good in that particular spot. <laughs> <laughs> right, good news for you if you are in London uh, and you've got a digital radio. Here it is. You can hear more of our stations right now. Uh, such as Absolute Radio Naughties, which you can listen to on your DAB radio, where you'll hear the likes of these. And this. As well as this. And a bit of this. I time in with the haven't people ever heard of. Closing a goddamn door. No. And the likes of these. And don't fear, if you aren't in London, you can still listen via our free to download app right now. 
Now, I'm going to hold my hand up right now and confess to something. I have one of the worst willpowers that you will ever meet in a human being. What have you done? Oh, <laughs> right now, I haven't done anything, but willpower, terrible. Temptation, I succumb easily. People's minds are boggling. <laughs> <laughs> Let them boggle away. Right now, something has uh, landed in my lap and I need to turn away from this right now. A mutual friend of ours, Adrian has uh, sent me a link to a new lawn mowing simulator that is available to be downloaded onto what was that music? This is the launch trailer of it uh, it's showing the graphics of it Mate, I don't, I have here's my problem right, I've consciously decided not to look at the launch trailer for lawn mowing simulator because I, I know that this this would be the download that would end my marriage. Listen, have you ever heard this kind of grandiose music to do with a lawnmower before? <laughs> it does look good though, mate. Twelve mowers are available in the base game, each with their own challenges, attachments and upgrades to pursue. Ooh. I cannot have lawn mowing simulator in my life. But right now, this feels like... Remember the old cartoons with like the little devil on the yeah. shoulder whispering in your ear going, go on, simulate a mower. Go on, download lawn mowing simulator. I love, I love the fact that your other half, Natalie, was kind of like, would put up with the train thing. But that would be the limit. I think, yeah, the lawn, lawn mower simulator... Too far, wouldn't you it? can't have two simulators in your life. I mean, people would understand maybe driving a train along, 125 miles an hour kind of thing. Sitting on a ride-on, I'm sorry. <laughs> is that what you call them? <laughs> it's a ride-on lawnmower. Oh, there you go. You learn a new thing every day. <laughs> so, is there a temptation in your life right now that you are fighting? If there is, I, I honestly reckon if you share with the group, it will probably help because you're more accountable then. You can you can tell whether you, you, you're being drawn into it. Is it. Answer this question. Have you looked at uh, an unboxing video of it on YouTube or yes. you've just done a bit of research on, on the control alt-tab sly whilst you've been should, should have been working? Do you know what I mean? Whether it's a ride-on or anything else, let us know. What is the temptation in your life right now? Lindsay says, I'm fighting the urge to eat a third cookie from the Costco selection that's been left in the office. Seriously fighting. I wish mine was that simple. This could escalate. Aaron says, me and my wife are fighting the temptation to watch all of the Thomas the Tank Engine episodes when our son isn't here because we're obsessed with them. Chris has. What is it, Chris? So it's a wooden box that winds up your watch. Um, it's a self-winding mechanism that winds the watch on by movement of your wrist. But it's like I'm so tempted to buy it because it's such a geeky thing to have and yet it's... I can't buy it because you're just so lazy. I can't even bother spending five seconds to wind up my watch. <laughs> yeah, it's just... Oh, it's so, a catch-22. So, wait, is this like an old-fashioned thing? or like I mean, I've never heard of a wooden box that winds up your watch before in my entire life. No, neither have I, until I bought a Seamaster, and uh, you can, you know, add on a self-winding box. Uh, I have seen them. They look really smart, but I just... Oh, is it be lazy? Just because it looks smart or no? Chris, I feel like you're, like this isn't a similar category to this quandary that I have with the, 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 the lawnmower simulator. Somebody has invented something that is utterly unnecessary. You don't, <laughs> you don't need to simulate mowing a lawn. You can just go out and do it. You don't need something to wind up your watch. You can just do it yourself. But exactly. there's the temptation. Yeah, um, my, my wife's got a, a hoover that hoovers itself around the house. Well, and do you know what, like, if, if no, she's got the hoover oh, that goes around the house like a robot on its own, you deserve a weird little wooden box that winds up your watch. 
Well, yeah, yeah, this is how I think, but I don't want to be that lazy. I really don't. Chris, here's the, here, this might seal it. How much does this cost? Don't ask. <laughs> Give us a pool they're park figure. They're about two, three hundred quid. <laughs> <laughs> For a box that winds you watch up. <laughs> it does look cool, but I'm not being lazy. I don't know. Uh, let's get one final temptation from Adam. What is, uh, what's on the cusp for you at the moment, Adam? Uh, it's fountain pens. Oh, yes, I love a fountain pen. Good man. Well, Richie, it's an interesting story, this. Richie had a fountain pen, which he, you know, he was the big I am, walking around like the sheriff of Nottingham with his fountain pen. I think they had them back then. Uh, And then it leaked all over his bag, and I feel like it's (laughs) it's, it's, it's parted company on bad terms. (laughs) We divorced. I fortunately haven't had any big calamities yet, touch wood. Okay, how many fountain pens have you got at the moment then, Adam? Uh, It's somewhere in the region of about 20. Oh wow. wow! So so now this puts a bit of a a dynamic now on a temptation to buy another one. Do you really need a twenty first? Need is such an ugly word, though. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. It's time to step into the unknown, like stopping for a beer at a random pub at an away game. It's the Tuesday Tombola. We don't know what's going to happen. We're going to spin it, and a phoning topic is going to come out, but we don't know what it's going to be. Oh, could that be some kind of sign? You're talking about signs the other day. It's just collapsed. I don't mean Richie. I mean the Tombola. (laughs) It's actually fallen off. Could that be a metaphor for this radio show? It's fallen off its hinges. (laughs) The hatch wasn't shut. It's come... It's It's come off. It's absolutely fallen to pieces here, isn't it? Back on. I'm going to give. This is uh, this is high drama indeed. I'm going to give this the the gentlest little tickle because I think it's all. It, she it could can go take again. Tonight. It could go again. It's a limp spin, but it's what we've got to do on this Tuesday <laughs> no, night. Wait, that's it. Bit of TLC over the next uh, seven days. Little job for our producer. Good catch there as well. That was about to come off the table. Thank you very much. Right. <laughs> Ball 26, school trip legends. School trip legends. You have someone at your school, maybe got a school trip cancelled or got everyone sent home because oh, they were mucking about. This is going to be good. Ball 26, right. School trip legends. Leo has very confidently put himself forward. He's the legend. That's what he says. He says went on a school trip to Ludlow Castle back in the day Oof. to see Shakespeare's Midsummer Night's Dream. We're with you, Leo. Halfway through... I've got my Walkman on and Art School by the Jam was playing. Nice. I was so into it, I started to sing out loud. Do you know, why do they make kids go and watch Shakespeare? I remember, I remember watching, go, going to whatever it is, the Globe, is that what it's called? The yeah, Globe? the Globe, yeah, yeah. Just sitting at the front, I, I think I fell asleep during uh, uh, Romeo and Juliet, never seen anything like it. <laughs> I'd have dug my way out of there if I could have done. Uh, I've got two school trip legends to chuck in go from on. my past. Uh, from primary school, a lad called Nicholas Attell, we were on our way to Morwellum Quay, uh, we stopped at a service station, it was quite sunny, so we sat outside. Uh, a wasp went in his can of Coke. Oh, no. Stung him in the roof of the mouth. Oh, poor fella. What a legend. And then the other one, Darren Cook, this is from sixth form, Talkie Boys Grammar school got the tattoo uh we went to the museum of the moving image in london so obviously we were coming from devon to yeah. london it's like wee uh, he got lost on the tube on the way back and we had to uh, wait for him for absolutely ages and he got complete dressing down by the head of media studies i bet he did school trip legends right let's start meeting them alison who is the school trip legend yeah it's actually me oh wow yeah, you're the legend, legend yeah. what happened tell us what happened Went on a school trip to Belgium mm-hmm. to visit the battlefield. Said to my mum before we left, Mum, am I going to need a passport to go on this? And she says, no, no. So I have some kind of school passport thing with your name when you don't need an actual passport. I was like, fine. 
travelling down in the minibus with about 10 other people and the sort of teacher recording chip pan fondly. He turned it over and sat over his shoulder. We're nearly there at the port. I hope everyone's got their passports. And luckily I sat right behind him. So I just tapped him on the shoulder and I was like, please tell me you were joking about the whole passport thing. Seriously. And he was like, no. And he was like, you've not got your passport then? No. No, I haven't, no. And we were nearly there. So they basically just took me in the back of the minibus, threw everyone's bags on top of me, <laughs> smuggled me into Belgium, and then three days later smuggled me back again. Amazing. Oh. Smuggled in and out of Belgium <laughs> like a bit of bit of yes. school kid contraband. <laughs> yes, exactly. Something like that. What a legendary teacher as well. Yeah, what did you say the name of the teacher? Well, we called him Chip Pan. Chip Pan? Yes. Okay. I don't want to know. For the the, the greasy hair. Oh, greasy hair. Fine, absolutely fine. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Alison. No problem. Bye-bye. Take care. Uh, this simple text message has got so much mystique. It's so short. It just says, Martin Fricker fell out of the minibus. Funniest story ever. I don't know whether that's badly punctuated and whether it's Martin Fricker fell out of the minibus. Funniest story ever. Or whether Martin Fricker fell out of the minibus and it's the funny... Probably not funny for Martin Fricker. I really wish Martin Fricker's dad was a vicar. <laughs> got a lady on the line with a fantastic name. Tell us your name, please. Veronica Sutcliffe, but I'm known... Uh, it's Veronica Ray Sutcliffe, actually, but I'm known as Ronnie. Fantastic. You, you're, Veronica Sutcliffe sounds like a crime fiction writer. The latest <laughs> novel from Veronica Sutcliffe. It's got to be good, wouldn't it? Yeah. Now... No, I don't write, I paint. Add to the mystique, Veronica, yeah, um, are you the school trip legend? <laughs> no, my husband. What happened? He got left at the zoo. <laughs> he got left at the zoo. Oh, yeah. Talk us through <laughs> it. And the bus drove off without him, and he was just sort of... He said he was just sort of banging around, and then eventually they came back for him, and he was in, he was in trouble because they said it was his fault. And so I think it's quite funny, really, that he got lost, left at the zoo. And, and what's your husband's name? <laughs> Bill. But does he get left behind in life with other things? Is this like, you know, a pattern of behaviour? <laughs> He's here with me, so he can tell you that. <laughs> oh, all right, Bill. I'm fine, thanks. You? Yeah, so you're actually the one that got left behind at the zoo. That's what I've just clocked on with here. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I was, uh, it was junior school. We went to um, Manchester. It was Manchester, and uh, I'm trying uh, to think what we were called. Oh, uh, I don't know what it was called. Anyway, it was Manchester. It was a bus trip from school. Um <laughs> What's going on? Wandering round, having a look at everything, and then it's back to the bus, and I went back to the bus, and there was no bus. (laughs) You didn't take it personally. (laughs) (laughs) I was a bit nonplussed, I suppose. I am in there, and they got so far down the road, and then they um, they suddenly realised that there was one short. They They hadn't done a head count until they got halfway down. I think one of the lads said, You've left Bill. <laughs> Sounds to me like Bill's been one short ever since, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Do you know what? Actually, during the show, it's it's come to me that our producer earlier on did say, have you been out in the sun? Yeah. <laughs> it's, really? It's, it's called the stick of the dump sheen. Uh...